We're here. What the fuck were we talking about earlier? The sun. The sun. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the sun, and there were a bunch of um, kids walking by as we were smoking weed, so we had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time, you know. School, school just started for these kids, too. What a great way to be. Uh, yeah, they can't be ruined that early on. For the first week, just smelling that good shit. That's not our job. To ruin them that early on. That's somebody else's job and they're great. They're already ruined. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think the kids are already ruined? California kids, dude. Did you grow up here? No. Vegas. Oh, weird. How's that weird? Did you... How far off the strip? Uh, Like 20-minute drive. It was like a 15 miles away from the strip. 15, 20. Oh, so you were like in a suburb, like a little... Yeah. Close to the mountain. Ooh. (laughs) Was it kind of hick? Was it hick? Uh, no. On the other side of Vegas was super hick. On the other side of Vegas. <laughs> no, we were on the uh, the good side of yeah, the tracks. We were the, yeah, we were, we were chill, dude. For Vegas. Interesting. You're from Detroit? Yeah, but like, you know, I'm the same with like, oh, the strip. If like, well, I'm outside of Detroit. Like in the same way you're outside of Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay, so a suburb. Yeah, yeah the burbs. Yeah. But like the country. I mean like the country. Like a farm? I mean, there were yaks. Like the animal yaks? Yeah, like yaks. They're selling e-cigarettes and, you know. <laughs> what? Those farm animals in southeast Detroit, you know. Selling <laughs> fucking vapes, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, but then we did grow up next to a yak farm. That's wild. And a orchard place that sold cinnamon donuts. Apples? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 apples, yeah, and candy, and 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 sex trafficking girls. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just kidding. But human trafficking was a real big problem in um the Somerset Mall and <laughs> no fucking way and wherever the fuck that is in Michigan. Yeah. What? Yeah, human trafficking. I brought my prom dress there. And I made this whole big deal in the hallway. I was like, I found my prom dress. I was like, what? What the? This is like a very straight moment for me of like, I found my wedding dress. I'm getting married to a man next week type of vibe. Um, but uh, I made a really big deal about it. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have announced that I was in high school. <laughs> Did it traffic you? Yeah. Perfect. How was your prom? Prom was good. Prom was good. Prom was really fun. I um, I went with my friend named Moose. Named Moose? Yeah, he was the Moose in our high school. Um, his real name was Murad, but nobody could pronounce it because I lived in the Midwest. So everyone called him Moose. <laughs> That's a cool nickname, though. Remember the other day, my name was Tortuga because everyone thought I was retarded. Mm-hmm, Tortuga mm-hmm. means slow. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, that's. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It checks out. It checks out. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Mine was Miranda because of duh. Oh, stupid. how original! Yeah, right. How original! <laughs> Did you hate your nickname? No, I kind of just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're still trying to understand how it uh, um is rude. Me. Yeah, because you're kind so of, Tortugo. No. <laughs> hey, hey, now we're cooking, now we're cooking. <laughs> Silly. Let's talk about some comedy, dude. Oh, shit. So, fucking, I'm from Vegas, and when people hear that someone works the door, it's usually just like a whatever job, but obviously with what you do, I wouldn't say we, because I, I'm just kind of starting out, but what you do, working at this as a door person at the comedy yeah, door store. guy, door, door guy, yeah. door guy. Okay, I'm a door guy. Okay, I'm a lot dog, dog. Yeah. I'm a I'm a bro when I'm at the fucking comedy store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me why it's so like lucrative, dude, and so why it's such a great opportunity. Oh, it's um, it's been really fun. It's a great opportunity because I get to open the shows. So, um, I'm bringing up like you know, dope ass comics, um, Laura Peak or fucking Pete Holmes or, you know, just like Steve Fury I got to bring up. That was cool. Just like I'm good. To, I'm getting to, Sarah Tiana. I'm just getting to like bring up these cool comics at really beautiful stages in the world and like like physical stages. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the rooms are just so iconic and like everybody goes like the best comics go there. I got to meet I met Adam Sandler on no Monday. Shit. I met I saw Sarah Silverman, right. like Whitney, like yeah. Oh my Damn. god. Adam Sandler was dope. He was like he was coming down the driveway and I was working the lot because I'm a lot dog. I'm a lot dog. I'm not cut off on. I was protecting these gates, dog. I'm protecting these cars. No one's touching this custom GT3 Porsche. Not on my watch. Um, but anyways, yeah, Adam Sandler was walking down the driveway and I was like, oh, sorry, sir. You're going to have to check in at the front. Oh, Adam, come on back, bro. I was like, Dude. come on back, bro. And because, um, you know, that's the Sandman. Yeah, you know, like, that's, oh, yeah. That's click, you know, like. Cool guy. Oh yeah, um, I was like, "Come on back." We like laughed. I was like, "How are you today?" He was like, "Good." What are you up to? And I was like, "You know, just parking cars, fucking bitches." <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and laughed. And then I opened the red, like the rope for him, and he went in. And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Dude, that's wild. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, it so was crazy. It was sick. So like that's it's been fun. Like you know, kind of telling people like uh where they can and can't be and it's fun when it you fuck up and it's paid regular or it's adam sandler <laughs> and it's it, you kind of you know you learn to like roll with it and you're like oh fuck i'm sorry man like you know you just kind of try and be oh what's your name like i'm miranda i'm sorry i'm new here like you kind of just roll with it when it's someone like that mm -hmm. but when it's someone not you get to tell them to get the fuck out oh my god is that fun <laughs> So like I like the job of it too, yeah. and like seating people and like now I'm I mean it's now I'm kind of particular in how a room is sat. Mm. Like when I'm at other venues and I'm like, oh shit, I'm always like looking about how they seat the room and like oh like they did that that's cool or, or they did they did that and I didn't like that. But now I'm like very particular like when, when I run shows mm -hmm. like how I pull the chairs up or how I you know turn the chairs and shit. Yeah. It like has taught me like that like little stuff about just like running a good show, like running a club level show maybe somewhere else, whenever that happens, mm -hmm. or at a different club. Right. But you have to be careful because you can't change another club's seating. Mm, like that's I what I, I learned okay. that because I was like after I like started working there, I went and did a, I ran a show at the Improv and I tried to move the chairs in the lab, <laughs> and my good friend who works at the bartender Brian he was like. He was like, he was like, you're not supposed to do that in someone else's club. And I was like, damn, I get that. Like, I get that. I'm like, word. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I fuck up. Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had like sold out the first like two shows there. Mm -hmm. So we were able to do it. Like we can only do that if we sell it out. Right. Or if you're like Mike Felzone surrounded where you need the show to be like in the middle. Mm -hmm. So you move everything around. But it was a fun learning moment with a good homie that was like honest with me yeah <laughs> and just like ever since then i kind of like just you know you learn yeah as you absolutely go. but uh so it's fun like it's taught me a lot absolutely and dude. i mean i've like um it tests your endurance as like a comic because you're like um i had to on friday i had to open up the belly room show for up next the door guy mm -hmm. show which like all the homies do 15 minutes on it like all my co-workers that's what's up and we just get to run our shit we get to work on it. it's kind of like a professional open mic like mm, okay. that's how i would describe it where we're like we're we have stuff but we're working on it but we know what we're gonna talk about right like we have we you know we're there to work mm -hmm. and um uh so like i was opening that show for them and it was really like it was at 10, my, the show was at 10.30. And the main room shows, my spot was at 10.25. So I was opening up the main room at the same time. Right, I was supposed yeah. to open up the belly room. And I was working the back door. Oh, shit. So I'm working the back door. I'm like, I need a cover. And it's like 10.25 at this point. I'm in the main room thinking, I know they're not going to start because they haven't sat the room all the way. So they're like, we're going to start later. The belly room's like, we're going to start later. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to get fucked, <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be crazy. Um, so what happens was I go up to the belly room and I'm like, okay, like the main room's going to start at 1045. Um, when are you guys going to start? It's 10, this was like at 1038. <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, we were going to start at 1045. And I was like, oh, shit. 
well, what do we want to do? Because everyone knew I was opening up both. Uh-huh. And they were like, we're going to start uh, now at 1040. So I ran downstairs, got my friends from the main room, like JP, my friend Rhea, my friend Danny. Um, I think Angie was there, like just like some homies that were there like to support. I think John was there too to support me. Luke Walls. I was like, come Luke on. Walls. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. And everyone came up to the belly room. And um, I did the set at 1040. Fucking like crush. Like it was, it was... I, like, had so much fun. Like, I just crowd worked. I did, like, three jokes that I knew were going to work. And then, but, like, got into it in a good way. And, like, just, because I sat, like, I checked everyone in. Mm -hmm. So I checked everyone's tickets. So they already all knew me. Okay. So I was like, what's up, homies? Like, (laughs) I saw you down there. Like, I I spieled y'all and, like, the rules. And um, it was just really fun, like, getting into it like that. And then immediately got off stage at 1045. And, like, Turned my recorder off, started again. Um, was like, come on, you guys, like, let's go, let's no go. Fucking way. And I grabbed all my friends. We ran down to the main room. Right when I walked into the main room, the lights went down for the show to start. And I had to run behind the stage, get all the way back to like the green room area behind the stage, and be like, okay. And right like, when I got back there, they were like, uh, she's a comedy store favorite, like that type of like. No uh, shit, everybody dude. start clapping, like make it loud for Miranda, you know Miranda Meadows, and I had to go out there and do another set at ten forty five to ten fifty. Wild. And dude. I had to open up the main room, which is so fucking hard. So that's hard. so crazy, dude. Like, Fuck. Like, the belly room, everyone's right there, you know. Right. Main room, everyone's everywhere. <laughs> that's so crazy, dude. How was working at the? Because you've been working at the comedy store for how long now? Three months. Three months and. Yeah, almost. Four. Okay, and how how has that changed kind of like, or has it changed like kind of like your, I don't know, has it, has it changed like working there and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you that story. Yeah. But at, uh, after I jumped off the main room stage at 10.50, after I started the show, I ran out at 10.50. I was in an Audi helping the lot guy park a car. <laughs> Just <laughs> it, going back to work. Dude, it was fucking nuts. So it really fucking tests your like whole fucking ability to do this thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we're like all trying to do um yeah in terms of like because i've been there for like fucking angie's calling me should we answer answer it yeah speaker yo angie i'm on a podcast right now what's up are you doing a podcast yeah we got both mics to the phone right now i'm with jesse here i need to talk to you about scheduling uh i got I got scheduled to work crack em up next Thursday, but it doesn't seem like La Jolla got back to us, so I need to talk to you about this. Okay, uh, can I call you in like an hour? Yeah. Okay, okay, bye. bye. Sounded serious, dude. Wait, what a, what a, un, what a, <laughs> I thought that was going to be Bus way here. <laughs> Straight business, dude. Damn, I mean, hey, we business women out here, we, we, we work two jobs together, me and Angie, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay, so that is so funny. Okay, um, anyways, so yeah, so I've been working I've been working at the store for like since May. Mm-hmm. And it's August, mid-August. And about four weeks into my working there, after like, I mean, it was a crazy first four weeks. Like mm-hmm. there was so much happening, um, so much transition happening like within the store. And like mm. it was an interesting time to come in at. But it was, I think I really liked the time that I came into it. And, like, with the the five of us, like, I hired together were so, like, I, like, love the, I love Angie already. Like, I met Ben. Ben is, like, the best. Ramsey is so great. Um, Jackson, I knew Jackson a little bit before, but, like, getting to know him better is, like, he's so funny. Mm -hmm. Just, like, such a good dude. And they're all just, like, it's just the like we we were a good group and then Taylor got hired up a, t- uh, a little bit after us and like l- I like Taylor a lot like um just like everyone's really nice but and then I'm trying to think of my train of thought of yeah. oh okay um so I've been working there for like four, like since May uh-huh. um, <laughs> me on a podcast being like all right let's just like re-fucking do this um Okay. Just the weed. You can do that in a podcast, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. You Stop can do whatever it, you Swivel. want. It don't matter. Um, I feel like it was like the fourth week I started working there was when things started to change. Because that Tuesday, Jesse Johnson trained me in the parking lot. Mm. 
and it was fun training in the lot because that was like not everyone's a lot guy and not everyone parks the cars and so it was like kind of coming into like a new role and with it like a different like group of like the door guys um and like it's a hard job (laughs) it's a really like I get it now why people like when I see them like so serious like Mm -hmm. like I get it it's a job (laughs) it's a like it's a hard job yeah it's a job trying to figure out like because people always stay longer than they say people leave Mm -hmm. right after their sets having to flip the cars people roll in early and they like leave early whatever it is but you have to like mathematically like be ready for that and you kind of like understand you learn like how everybody hangs and everybody Mm. like everybody likes to do their thing that's Um, interesting but jesse trained me in the lot and like rolling with her the whole night was fucking sick like just being like just being like yeah we're in the lot she's training me i'm parking all the cars like she's just watching me it was (laughs) so fun she was just like like eating grapes on the side (laughs) it was it was she yeah she taught me well drive some dope ass cars though yeah it's been fun driving the cars. It's scary as fuck. Hell yeah, but dude. Hell yeah. It's been really fun, and I'm getting better at driving. Just, like, in general. like Because mm-hmm. the lot is small. Small as fuck. It's dude. so small. And you got to park two rows in there and, like, have other. That's true. And then you have the ramp, and it's it's yeah. hard. And then sometimes people get, a, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like, people get offended sometimes if you put them on the ramp. And I'm, like, it's just, like, bro, I'm just dealing with it. I'm dealing with it internally. It's not it's nothing to do with you. I love you. <laughs> But yeah, it is funny just like, you know, all that stuff. But so Jesse trained me in the lot that Tuesday. And then the next Wednesday I did um, the comedy dating show, which is Hormos, um, Hormos Rashidi's and Kim Congdon's show. Mm, And they do like a dating game show. And I was in the second group to go up in that. And basically you're just like kind of going on a blind date. Like she's blindfolded and she only gets to judge you off your stand up for like you get four minutes, mm-hmm. and then the next round is like you. She takes the blindfold off, or she she <laughs> she um, uh, can't or exit someone off the show based off of their stand up. So it's like it's no scary. shit. My material was no not working, so way. I just started riffing. I just started riffing. I was like, oh, I'm really good at uh, uh, fingering, and uh, I I got C cups. Like <laughs> I don't know what else you want from me. Like like that's probably my best you know deal. And uh, the judges were like. Um, the judges were Hormos, Felicia, Cooper, and Joel, who are all door guys. And I've never, I've gotten to like f- fuck around with like Joel and um, Hormos in a fun like banter way. Mm-hmm. But Felicia and, and Cooper, and Cooper, but Felicia, not really. And so that was like kind of a first like thing for like us to kind of get, like she was just like, Kerr and Cooper were going off of like the fact that I was like acting like a 13 year old boy and like, I, you know, just like being gay. And like they were so <laughs> funny. And like they got to just like, fuck with me like that and I was just like taking it I was like trying to you know stick up for myself but like you know they're just like so funny and so I feel like that kind of like show um camaraderie was like really fun for like um and I didn't bump (laughs) and that was important and so like um, so like for that to happen um I feel like those two days back to back with each other was like the day went from like you know like you know not necessarily like a cold shoulder, but just like a shoulder to a, what's up? <laughs> and then it's been kind of smooth sailing ever yeah. since. Like, I've just been kind of working on my stand-up, fucking hustling. How much of your, and when you're doing a set, how much of your stand-up is like crowd work and riffing? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Too you really much chill at me. it, though. You're really good at it. I, I went to the Palm, I went to Joshua Tree with CJ Price, when mm-hmm. I know you had on, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um... It was so fun hanging out with CJ, just riding with him into the desert. But, um, yeah, we went out there, and I just, I got to do 25 minutes, and I just did 25 minutes of crowd work. No shit. <laughs> yeah, because they weren't really, like, sitting Damn. and, like, listening for material. Like, it was, like, they could only, like, I did some jokes, but it was, like, my short jokes right. set a punchline where it was, like, they Holy could only hold fuck. attention for that long. God damn, 25 minutes of just straight up crowd work? Yeah, so you kind of just got to like, head. whatever the crowd is, like, you got to be able to say fuck your material at some point. Like, like as much as you like love your material and if you're working on like a special, I get it. Or if uh-huh. you're at a club and mm-hmm. you want to like flex or sometimes you want to flex at like indie shows, you know, 
I get that flex, but like if they're like literally like they don't give a fuck, they're drunk and they're not holding attention for jokes, like and they just want to talk, mm-hmm. you might as well talk. To, if you can contain it and control it, right, nobody's yeah. like, hey, fuck you, hey, you fucking women aren't funny, like type of right, shit. Right, right. Um, yeah. Dude, that's wild. What's your process like when you're doing that? Like, what do you think? Crowd work. Yeah, like you're just obviously ob- observational, right? But like, if you run out of shit to say, like what? Yeah, I feel very lucky because I've been able to film the last, like, two years of surrounded crowd work, Mike Falzone show. Mm -hmm. So every show at the Improv, I'm behind the camera filming. Mm -hmm. All these, like, really amazing comics do crowd work. Mm, Like, I see. Like, Alex Hooper, I've seen just, like, murder. And, like, just, like, you get all the... Mike Turner, you get all these different types of crowd work. Like, Amy Miller is so funny, like... You get all these styles of crowd work just like you're watching through a lens and you can't laugh because mm-hmm. you're holding a camera. Sometimes I do laugh and it like of adds course, to yeah, it. Of course. But like <laughs> but like it's been fun like being able to study it like that. Yeah. And so like I kind of just like learn from watching in a way. Right, yeah. And not like I'm like taking you know exactly what they say, but I'm taking like how the, how they weave yeah right the weaving and the cadence of jumping through it all yeah is really fun um and like hard to do when um i don't know because it's like it's it's like uh it's cool to do and it's like you just do crowd work but to do it with jokes and like right. it's really hard right yeah absolutely and like to know when to do it to know like how I'd, to build up to it the tension yeah know what to call out and know what not to like i've i did a show on Thursday, I was doing a guest spot, and I didn't, I did well, but, like, I didn't do, like, as good as I wanted to for mm-hmm. how fucking packed the room was, and, like, right. I didn't bomb, but, like, I, I crowd worked with this, these, these two people that were, like, and the last guy, he crowd worked, and, like, they hadn't, he hadn't, the guy hadn't made a move, mm-hmm. and so I turned to the, the girl, and I was like, oh, are you the girl that, um, I was waiting for the move, <laughs> and, um, she was like, oh, and like the like people, some people laughed and some people were like, oh, like just leave it alone, you know, yeah. type of shit. And I was like, fuck, like I didn't pick up on that. Right. And so that kind of mm, sucked, mm. you know, where it was like, and then you kind of have to like know when to like, you know, bail out of it. Like I was like, oh, my bad, sorry. Yeah. And then there was this giant fucking like mammoth right next to me that was like, looked like a big pinata. And I was like, doesn't a mammoth look like a pinata? <laughs> like kind of, <laughs> like just like, you know, like fucking. Then <laughs> whatever. Uh, moving on, like you kind of yeah. just learn like your fucking defaults of like yeah. how to deal with that shit, where it's funny and it's like not maybe like funny in what you say, but you're being funny, where it's like oh you know that was like oh my bad, like whatever, like what's like, where people won't hate you because sometimes you'll be like like uh, a lot of the time you'll like turn on the people and be like mm-hmm. oh fuck you, you yeah, know yeah like you know some people don't handle that well sometimes yeah no yeah not at all um. Fuck, I haven't lost my train of thought. You said something good. I wanted to ask him about it. It's a podcast. Do whatever. Damn. Fuck, what was it? You said something. Talking about crowd work. Oh, when you started comedy, did was that kind of like how you started? Was just doing crowd work? Or did you no. like, do the jokes and stuff like that? You grew into it. No, when I started, um, I stayed really on book to like what I had wrote. That fucked with me. <laughs> that fucked with me hard. Like, there's a certain, like, you gotta, like, you gotta know what you're talking about, but, like, it trips me up. My tongue gets, like, too in my mouth. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm, like, too focused on, like, hitting every single word. Right. Right? You know? like Yeah, right. So, I don't really, like... So, how do you write, then? Or is it, like... Because I, I actually asked uh, Adam Fink this. Uh, he was just here a couple of days ago. But I feel like sometimes I'm overwriting. And then when I overwrite, mm. I'll take it to the mics. And I'm like what you said, I'm trying to hit every word. And it just becomes me yeah. doing like a speech almost. Go through know? everything you wrote and pick out like the general topics of um, that line, the paragraph. Right. Boom. Like the first thing. Boom. Boom. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, however many things. Try to keep it to like five things because it's only five minute mic, three mm. minute mic, three things, you know, but like let yourself like. Know what you're going to, like, know your thoughts on it, but, like, let yourself go off train and, mm-hmm. like, wherever your mind goes in the moment because, like, 
um, that's where I've come up with some of my best shit. Right. Or like just extra tags or right. like. Or like my emotional side will take over, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could take the perspective from that side mm. of it all. Cause like that's it's, interesting. Yeah, it's all perspective, and like I feel like sometimes I struggle with that still. Like I'm trying to right now work on expanding jokes, and I'm like, hmm, who am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you so you write a lot. I try to, you know what I mean, just because I, I I I that's what I didn't film a lot of times mm-hmm. was just writing and. Um, it didn't translate well at all into comedy because everything I write is just so long, you know? Yeah. As opposed to just, like, these punchline after punchline. It was just, like, one punchline at the three-minute mark. <laughs> the three-minute mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, p- people's attention spans are kind of fucking quick these days. Very so you got to be quick. Yeah. And you got to cut the fat. And I think that's something roasting has taught me is, like, to cut the fat. Because roasting, you got to be specific with the words. True. That's when you got to be specific with it because it matters. You do a lot of roast battles? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I try not to do a lot of them back to back to back because it does take me away from writing my own comedy. Right. But it does help me write jokes. And it does like... um, How so? Like just structurally. Structurally, it's like, oh, what can I take two factual things about this person and like write a joke on it or one factual thing and write a... You know, like what's... what's, Take this person's history. Mm -hmm. Just focus on this person and write... Like, z- like set of punchline jokes. Mm. Like, I see. Yeah, or even, or just like the type of person. Like, I roasted a Mexican guy, and I was like, "Oh, uh, he hates Tapatio because he got his cheeks clapped by his tio." <laughs> like, one of, that's my favorite joke I think I've ever written, and I've, it's not even a stand-up joke, and I'm trying to make it into a stand-up joke. <laughs> and but it, it's like when I'm in a like, say I am doing crowd work with a Mexican guy. You drop it? Yeah, I can yeah. pull that out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, not yeah. me being hateful. It's not me actually talking. I don't know that person. Right. Like, But it's a good joke. Yeah, it's just like a joke. So it's like sometimes it's like fun because you can do just jokes or you can do jokes on the person or like. That's good to have though in your arsenal, you know what I mean? Especially when you're doing crowd work and shit. Just like yeah. those little ones where you can just throw out there and yeah. then get it going. Yeah. Right? Because you got to be able to get it going. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you kind of get yourself in that headspace to get it going? Because I. Oh, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, dude. Every day is different. <laughs> every hour is different. Especially with, Jeez, like, life. five years in. Fuck. Dude, it's like, well, I feel like now, because, like, now I'm, like, dealing with, like, I got two jobs. Right. I got a lot of, I got, like, a lot of good friends that I like to keep up with. Mm-hmm. That, like, I care about. I got, you know. You know, maybe try whatever it is about a relationship that's happening in my life. Mm-hmm. I got my family shit that's happening. I just yeah. had to go home twice in July, like twice. Yeah. It was fucked up, and like just trying to do, balance it all is so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, in terms of getting myself in the right headspace, like I gotta have at least like an hour to like when I'm like in a. Now it's like sometimes I'll just go up and I'll like know my material like at a show where I'm like oh like I know at least at least some of the stuff I want to do but I'm not mm-hmm. like thinking about like new stuff I could talk about it like talk about at a show, and I should be doing that more like I need to sit down with my notebook like an hour right. before the show and like I do that at the show and that's when I come up like riffs and then I have my material. Jesus, at the show you're doing this? Yeah. God damn. I'm just like thinking. Yeah, I'm just like always thinking. But, like, in terms of, like, being premeditated with it, like, mm-hmm. I know my jokes. At this point, I right. have material. It's just, like, bringing in new material at shows now. I'm like, I need to do that. And I need to expand. And I need to not care if sometimes I'm just talking at a show that's, mm-hmm. like, a good show. Because sometimes that's the best stuff. I'll force myself to find a punchline. When it's at a show and there's a bunch of people, even if it's a stupid fucking punchline, I'll fucking find it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. That, that whole world is just so just crazy to me. Just like being that experience, you know what I mean? Because there's so many obviously two months and there's so many things I Yeah. I mean five I and a half years is a long time, but like it's still nothing. Like it's still like I'm learning every day. It's like um like I have two shows tonight and one's the first one's at a bar and the second one's at a small theater. So no I'm kidding. Just, yeah. So Good I'm just like, how do I like I'm excited to see what the vibes are. Yeah. I know I know my jokes, so I know what jokes I could just easily quickly do. Right. But it's like, ooh, maybe I'll want to do something new, or just talk about my day, or roast the audience, right? Or crowd work with them, or talk to them. Like it's like I have all these things in like my fucking 
What's a lesbian fanny pack? <laughs> lesbian. Um, my yeah, my boxers. I have everything is strapped in my boxers, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm just kind of pulling it out when I see fit for the environment of the show and what it is. But that takes a really long time to get there, oh, and I yeah. don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people stick to their guns, aka the material, mm-hmm. and they just do that. And that's that's cool. That's stand up, but like. The magic of it all happens when you're like off book and you're just fucking going. And just re- the repetitive part, right, of saying the same jokes. Like to me, like I hate saying the same jokes in front of the same people right now. I just can't yeah. get over that right now. Um, Is that because you feel like you're doing them at mics? Like well, are you doing them in front of mics, in front of stand-ups, mm-hmm. comics? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got my first show next week. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Where? Yeah. Uh, fourth Wall. Oh, hell yeah. And cafe? Yeah, yeah. Dope. What time? What day? Uh, the, uh, Friday at 8. Next cool. Friday at 8. Those those have been getting fucked on a people. The f- fourth yeah. fall weekend shows. Yeah, dude. It was packed. I went to just a couple of days or like a week ago. I went and fucking, you know Willem? Yeah. Willem, he brought like 20-something people. He would. Packed it up. Yeah, he right? would. He actually, <laughs> he, he actually kind of, he didn't, he didn't do too bad. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I love I love that you're to say he didn't do too he bad too when he bad. brought 20 people. It's like they just kind of let him do okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. He's getting crafty, though. That kid is getting crafty because he gets crazy sometimes with what he says. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's sweet. That you're, yeah, um, when when doing them at mics and doing the same jokes at mics, mm-hmm. um, don't feel bad about doing the same jokes at mics. Just always have a new tag. Always have uh, something new about the joke. because. It doing it the same way is like all right that's embarrassing yeah. <laughs> you know okay okay like like come on add something right <laughs> you know might as well even if you didn't write it just fucking stop for a second and think about what you just said and say a bunch like say another tag and then move on to your next sentence like i'm starting to see that now though like just like the um the process of it like i can see comedians now like just kind of thinking of more shit and going deeper into what they're saying like riffing off their shit as because yeah, before I'm trying to do that. i thought everyone just had their shit written down and they were just going up there and just repeating it and just trying to find well the best comics to watch in my opinion the mm-hmm. ones that keep me excited to watch like what are they gonna say next like right jamar neighbors jamar oh neighbors. my god so good i just never know what he's gonna say he's very he's got a lot of written stuff but he'll just go off and keep going with it until he's like, all right, <laughs> then I'll move on. And, you know, he's really good at that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like, I just, yeah, I just kind of watch how everyone does it. How far along were you in comedy where you tried to, you started to find out that you, maybe you weren't like a, a writer comic, but more so this pandemic. Kind of oh, no shit. So two years in the pandemic time. Yeah. Like what? I started April, 2018 in June, 2020. I was on a beach doing a beach open mic because it was the pandemic. And it was the ocean mic. Mary, Romeo, Casey, Kelly, fucking Jenna, all those girls that run it. Um, they uh, they started this mic. And I was like, oh, shit, I saw some photos. I immediately went to the next one. I went to the next one. And I hadn't talked on stage in three months. And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have anything written. And I was just like, because it was the first time I was like, I was like seeing this guy. So I was talking about like consistently like having sex for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like look at me, I'm fucking glowing. Like I wasn't hitting any punchlines, but man, was I just like, just like the energy too. Yeah. yeah. And like, and just like fucking riffing. And like it worked for me in a fact where I was like, okay, I know I can trust myself when mm-hmm. I have things I want to talk about. But sometimes it's really bad. <laughs> but so I, the pandemic shows were like where I kind of, because you had to riff. There was like a baby two feet away with their family at the beach. Or like you're in a park and there's a homeless person sleeping right there. Or you're at the oh, library shit. in Pasadena at 11 p.m. on a Sunday. And your friends from New York what who are here fuck? in L.A. run a mic. And they're like, we're doing it at the library outside of Pasadena, like the Pasadena library. What? And we're like in a neighborhood doing a fucking open mic. And I'm like doing a Cardi B WAP joke. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and you're talking. Have to be like every day. Like <laughs> quiet, quiet in the class. Like oh, the, like the Dewey Decimal System. You guys, like yeah. you know, just like finding like library shit you can refund or like how nice the yards are. Or, like there's somebody walking their dog. Oh it's, like, wow! Like you just have to like comment on things because it's like if you don't and you wow. lose their attention, or you're not being funny. Also, that's like I've never been a good writer. Like I've never been. A, were you good at English? No. 
Never. <laughs> not good at English at all. Yeah, I wasn't good at English, so I'm very scared of writing. I was never good at school. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I was good at school in middle school, and then high school I got yeah. too social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, just kind of like pandemic times were like dope. That's so wild how that, it took you that long to kind of figure it out. Well, I think it takes, people say two, three years, and you start kind of knowing your perspective on right, things. Right, yeah, that's what I hear a lot. And once you know your perspective, that's when you can kind of understand that you can just talk. But, like, I feel like you... I don't know. You can just talk early on, too, but, like, people be writing and they're trying to figure out, like, their writing style, too, and I feel mm -hmm. like that's a big part of it. You have to know that. I'm trying to go back and relearn my writing style right now, like, what works for me. Right. And like how I can deliver jokes in a way where it's conversational but also material. Damn. So, yeah, it's like, oh my God, there's That's so... That's wild. But it's like, I'm not, I'm doing it slowly. <laughs> I'm doing it slowly. Yeah. I'm doing um, uh, Tortugo. Tortuga. <laughs> I'm doing Tortuga, yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was saying Tortugo because you're a man, <laughs> right? That's true, yeah, that's true. I don't know if that applies. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah, my, me either, yeah. but I, I did take Spanish yeah. for two years. Come on. It's enough, you know, a verbiage yeah, joke. That's true. Come on, let me have a verbiage joke. El Tortugo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So fucking Comic Wars. Comic how long, Wars. How long, is, how long have you been doing Comic Wars? Dude. Oh, do I got some stories about Comic Wars. I love Wars. it. <laughs> comic Wars was dope because we started that like. 10 months after the ocean mic started. Okay. So we, we, it was still pandemic times. Everything was in the backyard, but it was like, Mary had been running this show and everyone was like, well, fuck, I want to do that show. Like bigger comics that were like, fuck this shit. I want to do a show. Mm -hmm. They were coming on and we were like, start, it was starting to become a show more than a mic. And so we do the mic before and the show after. And like, Mary started meeting these big comics. Like, I did Mary's birthday show in a backyard in January 2021, mm -hmm. and Pete Lee headlined it. Morgan J headlined it. <laughs> yeah, like they, it was fucking dope. Like, so we just started becoming friends because we were running this shit. Like, oh. like all my, all like literally, I was all my friends in the scene at the time were running shows. Like Ahmed was running a show in a park. Like Kyle and JP were running a mic at their house and. Fucking what the fuck? East Los Angeles, right by Dodger Stadium. No shit. And like, yeah, like everyone would come there and like, you just started like meeting people and then like the bigger comics started coming out and they wanted to do indie shows. So like backyard shows blew the fuck up. And like shows in parks Damn. blew the fuck up. Shows at baseball parks blew the fuck up. Like, Damn. yeah, like Don't Tell Comedy blew the fuck up because they were doing spots randomly. I think they had already been doing stuff like that. Uh -huh. But like, once they were like, oh, shit, like, everyone's trying to do that now, like, it just blew the fuck up. Like, everything like that blew the fuck up. Yeah. So you got to be quick on your feet. And mm -hmm. then, um, fuck, I for oh, Comic Wars. Mm -hmm. So Comic Wars started because through the ocean, Mike, I became really good friends with Mary Romeo and Nick Torshawn and Nate Welch. And we were all like, we want to run a Rose Battle show. So let's do it. And I was like, okay, well, like, I was like, I want to produce it with Mary and you know we were already talking about all producing a show mm -hmm. but it was just like who's gonna do what right and so I was like well if I'm gonna produce it low-key I want to host I want to host it and Mary was like okay well Nate's already hosting so let me just talk to him see if like you know you can co-host and Nate mm -hmm. was like hell yeah so like me and Nate co-host the first ones so we packed out the backyard it was fully like it was mainly all comics and a few guests that weren't comics, but it was mainly all comics, but mm -hmm. man, was it fucking electric. It was, it was electric. Like, you, got, you and Nate are a great host. It's like a nice balance. Thank you. It took us a real long time to get to where we are. Like, but me and Nate have done so much work together as like friends, mm -hmm. as artists who work closely together and as hosts. Um, and like as people, like Nate's grown a bunch, I've grown a bunch. Mm -hmm. But we we had like we had to really fucking figure it out like in terms of because we have like a thing a system down now, but to find that system and to get to a point where it wasn't like, oh people don't like us hating on each other really punching down on each other like we can ha 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 we both right, look yeah. like or like oh yeah Nate looks like this I look like this you know like but if we're really like you know like mean to each other yeah. like just to, like. 
being like, oh, Nate, you're, Nate, come on. Like, you know, like, no, that type of shit. Like, not that it was, like, ever, like, a thing, like, um, that was bad. Like, not that I would ever do it. It was more of, like, a Nate issue, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I was just like, dude, you're being fucking mean to me. <laughs> and so we've had, like, you know, like, and he didn't understand, like, whatever about it. But, like, um, we've, you know, had talks about that. Or, like, I, uh, you know, maybe did something that upset him and we've had talks about that. Or, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just like kind of finding like what we do and how we are as a team. Right. It's taken us a long time to get to where we are, but now we have such a good like. That's all part of it, though. It's just yeah. communication. You know what I mean? As yeah. long as you guys can. And I can't do the I can't do the show without him. I fully cannot run. Like I've I do the booking, I do the I mean, for like the back the whole backyard era. We were in the backyard every other week. It was mm-hmm. like every other week. It was so much. Damn. Comic wars. God damn. No kidding. But I did all the booking of, like, the battles and the judges. And so, like, that was in the pandemic time, too. So, like, we were outside in a backyard. And so people wanted to make sure we were outside. So we would book all these really dope judges, like, mm-hmm. to judge. Like, Frank Castillo and, like, Joel what? Jimenez and, like, um, Nicole Amy Schreiber and, like, Maddie Smith did it in the backyard. God like, damn, Alex dude. Hooper, like, Earl Skakel, like, Nicole Buchanan, like, all and the now you fucking... you got Alexis Texas. Dude, Let's and go. now we have... Now we're at the improv and we have Alexis Texas, Trevor Wallace... Frank Castillo and Kim Congdon. Like, we've just grown so much and it took us, we've had shitty shows. Mm-hmm. And of course. like, it was at a backyard in Silmar, which is like 25 minutes north. Yeah. So it was hard to pull people out, but we did. Okay. But it was like, I think that was the one you invited me to, if it was at Silmar, because that's where it was when we worked together. When did we work together? That was like December 21. Right? Or 22. Yeah, no, yeah. 21. We moved to the Improv March 2022. Yeah. I think that was our Damn. first show at the Improv. How many shows did you guys produce before you guys got to the Improv? 16. Damn. 16 shows. Every other week, Rose Battle, 25 minutes north, booking 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... 15, 16, 16 people all to show up in a night damn. get more people to come yeah and we some people cancel or like of course yeah. some battles just weren't good <laughs> and like we like we had a lot of like dead space when we were in the backyard like a lot of like now at the improv we've kind of figured out how to pick it up and like make it like be like bow and move on or like mm-hmm. you know like whatever we do to move the conversation on mm-hmm. but like we always have to be like in it as host and yeah. I feel like I didn't get good at roasting until like four shows ago. And we've been at the improv for like seven or eight shows. <laughs> at hosting or roasting, you said? Roasting, sorry. Roasting. Roasting, oh, roasting. roasting not hosting. I've okay. always, I've always, I could, I can host. You can host. And that, I can host. <laughs> that, that, that probably went hand in hand with when you discovered kind of like riffing and crowd work, right? And then started hosting. Like that, that was probably like something that helped both out. Dude, I did this fucking show in the pandemic. It was on the beach. It wasn't the ocean, Mike. It was a different beach show. And I was hosting it because the girl who runs the show, her voice was like out mm-hmm. that week. And so I did this. I'm hosting the show and I'm it's a Bluetooth mic and I'm walking through the audience fucking crowd working and I'm killing for like 10 minutes. It was the first time I hosted a show mm-hmm. that I was like actively like in my career. Like, oh, my God, I'm fucking I'm hosting a show. No like, shit. OK. People trust me. Yeah. Like the way that when I got up on the stage and just said something after a comic, like they'd laugh because it was me. Right. Like, it didn't matter what I said. They were yeah. just like, we're fucking here with you. Yeah. And so what had happened was, um, there's two comics left. And before the second to last comic, I was like, there was this group of people on the beach playing really loud fucking music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, turn it the fuck down. You know, like, oh, come over there, beach ass type of shit. <laughs> and um, I was like, man, fuck those people. And everyone was like laughing because it's loud. It's everyone can hear it. Everyone can see it. You know, like, everyone gets it. We're all here in the room together, even mm-hmm. though it's a beach. We're in the room together. And... um. In the middle of the second to last comic set, one person from the audience runs over to the speaker and the group of people, picks the speaker up, and runs down the beach with it. (laughs) What the fuck? And I thought it was somebody from their group. And so I was like, yeah, get out of here. (laughs) You know, like the comic was on stage and everyone was like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You know, the whole audience was like, fuck you, bitch. You know, like as a joke, because we thought it was somebody like, ah, they listen to us type of shit. They came over. The party uh-huh. came over. Well, the second to last comic was on stage. 
and went fucking ready to fight. Oh my God, they were ready to fucking brawl. Like they were kicking sand and shit. They were like, interrupted the show. They came onto the stage because the stage is the beach and there's no stage. (laughs) And and, um, they came onto the stage in front of everybody. I mean, there was like 70 people on the beach. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) And in front of everybody, they were like, what the fuck? The Comic Con stage was fucking not helping the situation. Like making it worse. Making it worse. And as the host, everyone's like, it's getting like serious. Like there are people involved. Like it's like real serious. Like there are people involved. There's property involved. Like there's (laughs) most importantly music involved. (laughs) There's tunes involved, bro. It's beach energy, dog. Like, and people get mad at the beach. It's like people are pissed. (laughs) And so the comic on stage is making it so worse. I have to step in. I grab the, like, she hands me the mic and I'm like, okay, wait, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, just talk to me, bro. Like I'm, I'm like on the mic, like literally I'm like, what happened? The guy, everyone can hear. It's the beach. You can hear everything. Like when they're, they don't even need a mic. Like you can just hear everything. And, um, the guy's like, one of your fucking audience members came over and stole our speaker and ran down the beach with us. And I, I look at him and I go, and I look at the audience and I go, that's fucked up. <laughs> and the audience dies laughing. Like fucking murders the room. The guy's fuming. You know? I'm like, you know, that is fucked up. Um, and I am so sorry about that, sir. Uh, dude, you get the speaker. Like, I am so sorry. I did not mean to make a big deal about it. I thought it was my fault. Because I had, you know, made a whole big deal about it. Right. And somebody loved me so much from the audience. They were like, I'm going to go do this for Miranda. That's hilarious. That, that wasn't the dude. case. I, there's a whole ending to the story. So... They, whatever, I diffuse the situation. I fucking, you know, like, I diffuse it by being, like, a level-headed straight man. Like, in the sketch, you know? Like, in the yeah. sketch, I'm the straight man. Like, <laughs> I'm in control type of shit. They leave. I bring up, I'm like, you guys got room for one more comic? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the last comic comes up. <laughs> it was so funny. Alexis Bradby, I'll never fucking forget it. She was like... I leaned over and told my friend how anxious I was with the music performing, playing while I was performing. And her friend was the one that ran over. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's dying laughing. Alexis crushes for like 12 minutes on the beach. I go back up there and I go, hold the fuck up. Your friend did ran over, stole that speaker, took off down the beach because you were anxious about performing with the music. That's a good goddamn friend. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone dies fucking laughing. I, I'm like, dude, if, I, if, my, uh, if my friend told me that, it, or like if my friend told me that the waves were pissing her off while I was, pref- or, no, no, sorry. I said like, um, I was like, what's, what's her friend going to do next? I said this to the audience. What's her friend going to do next? Is her friend going to, um, if she says that the waves are bothering her, is her friend going to go out and strangle the water? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone like dies. It was just so silly and like, so fun and like you really just have to adapt like yeah it's like you got to make everyone feel okay mm-hmm. when you're hosting which is hard to do when you're in a roast battle and you have to make everyone feel okay oh that's true like, yeah we'll talk about that later but especially at the last one what happened do you want to uh well i guess i can cut it uh what's her name london uh oh yeah. dude that was crazy so yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so oh my god a few things happened at the last one the last one was great but it was funny because we put up two really racist comics <laughs> the first one <laughs> the first battle the first one. and the one black judge we had was like what the fuck <laughs> and um and i get it but it's like a roast battle so we were like okay come on come on come on and then i made a mistake during the third battle which i made this i'd re i'd already pre-written this joke on the two comics were performing. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like this is the, this is the scummy agent and the untalentless um, comic. And the comic was like clearly bombing. And everyone was like, oh, why'd you have to say that, Miranda? <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like they could turn on you so quickly. That's wild. Roasting. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Especially for a roast, dude. It's like a fucking roast battle. Have you ever, do you want to do a roast battle? Do I? Uh, I would. I'd be down to do a roast battle. I don't know. Like I would. I'd do it. Why? Just curious. Because yeah. <laughs> usually people are either like, hell yeah, or fuck no, or yeah, I'd do one. <laughs> I'd do one. I would do one. I would. Yeah. I feel like, well, I don't know. I just feel like that was just something that me, me and the homies did a lot. You know what I mean? So it's just like. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'd be good at it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'd, I'd do it. I was really bad when I first started. Yeah. Real bad. Like, especially with just like, I wasn't good at, I could host, but I couldn't roast mm -hmm. when I was hosting Comic Wars. And then I started doing roast battle and I couldn't roast. <laughs> I couldn't roast or perform. I was being like too mean. I oh, was going shit. up there with like no a way. fucking like, fuck you. Like I'm a fucking like, you know, yeah. like a real like mean. Like aggressive fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like something that's not me or fun. Mm. And so I would like bomb because I think I'm like, I'm like, and they weren't funny jokes and like i would bomb and then like i hated it i fucking hated roasting when i like i was like oh my god i'm not like good at this and i run a show and it's at the improv and i'm like what the fuck and so i worked really fucking hard on it like in the last i'd say the last three to three or four battles i've had i'm like holy shit i'm getting good at it in the last like fucking five or six comic wars at the improv i'm like oh shit like i'm throwing out zingers like i haven't really been doing that before yeah. like the show whatever show fucking viet and evan warner battled on mm -hmm. that show i was fucking killing it the entire show like i was just on and like after the show i was like damn i left i left with no regrets it was just cool yeah because usually yeah. i'm like i have all these roasts and i'm like too unconfident to say them mm. But I run a roast show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so weird to me. I, like I thought that was like your bread yeah. and butter. Honest, honestly, like I thought all that was your bread and butter. Like, no, I'm not really wild. a mean person. That's wild. It's actually made me more of a mean person, like a douchebag, like, like, to like maybe more angry, mm -hmm. maybe maybe. But I've I've always been an angry person, yeah. but like never like mean. But now I'm like, damn, I'm like. In my crowd work, I'm like, fuck, come up with these zingers. I'm like, so that are sometimes too intense for the audience. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting, like, becoming, like, learning learning it. Mm -hmm. What would be, like, one of the m most important things that you th think I should be working on two months in? Two months in? Yeah. Like, obviously, like, finding your voice and stuff like that. But what, is there anything I can do to accelerate that process? Like, doing mics, obviously, you know, like, that's one I get all the time. But mentally, is there something that I can hone in on? I'd say physically, doing mics. Mm -hmm. I would, do, before the pandemic, I stayed in the North Hollywood scene, which I think was good for my, up, like, beginning. Mm -hmm. But I would hit, like, seven night, seven mics a night. Seven Jesus. mics a night. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can schedule them out, slotted, but, like, now it's harder because there's only like so many and right. they're so far away from each other right. and there's only so many like i mean i'd go to the shitty ones too but i would hit like seven in a night or like five and like if i didn't do a mic at least once a day i would feel like that's why i do the noon improv mic every day mm, i love yeah. it. and except for the weekends but i do it on the weekdays mm -hmm. it's part of my schedule it's part of my thing like right. i just get one shitty set out the way yeah. and like you know can but yeah, every day. Also, sometimes like every Monday, if you're unemployed right now, I'm sorry. Um, I'll get. I'll get. I talked about it. Like I went to, I would wake up at seven a.m. and at seven thirty I'd be at Starbucks and I'd write till about four, and I'd Damn. sit there and I'd have like feelings and I'd write punchlines off of that feeling, feeling punchline. Like I would try and work, like craft jokes, and some of my jokes I still do now are like my first few jokes I've ever written. Because I like them. Wow, yeah. And they're written well. <laughs> what do you mean feeling? And then explain that to me. Like when you. Oh, like, um, mm, not that stand-up's all complaints, but it is like all f um, opinions and mm -hmm. feelings and emotion. Right. It's like how you've, I mean, you can talk about general things, but like, what does it mean? You know, like, what does it mean to you? Why are you getting up there and talking about that mm -hmm. if it doesn't mean anything to you? So it's like. Oh, like, my one-liner of, like, I hate pumpkins. Mm -hmm. I don't hate pumpkins, but, like, I just, I was like, damn, I just hate pumpkins. But I wanted to write a joke about, like, how I hate the stem of a pumpkin. So I was like, I hate pumpkins because the stem hurts my vagina. <laughs> it's, like, my, like, it's so stupid. It's stupid, yeah. but it's one of my favorites yeah. for an audience. They just love it. It throws them off. Like, you know, it's just fun. Like. Yeah. Everyone knows the stem of a pumpkin is kind of prickly. Like, you know, it's just, like, uncomfortable. Like The detail of it. Yeah, like, it's just fun. So, like, like I always try and do, like, or, like, just emotionally, like, what's going on in my life. Like, whether that's, like, my sexuality stuff or, like, my mm. my family or my trauma or, like, 
you know, like my grandma passing away. Like, right, yeah. Um, like I always try and start very honest so that I can go silly. Mm, honest I so see. I can get a fun punchline. Because you got to gain the trust of the audience. You got to be honest. Damn. If it, they'll note. sniff it out. That's a very great They note. will sniff it out yeah, if you are being dishonest. Yeah, 100%. And I sniff it. That's why I don't laugh at some shit. We were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. That's why I don't laugh at some shit because I sniff it out that they're not being honest. And I'm like, what's the point of getting up on stage and not yeah. being like some sort of truthful to like what you believe in and who you are? Right. Like, 100%. Why, why are you talking about the submarine explosion? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, it's not you, bro. Yeah. That's for fucking, I don't know the news to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's whatever. I'm a big top fan of topical yeah. comedy, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, like, you know, if your dad didn't die in the fucking submarine yeah. explosion, why are you talking about it? <laughs> if you didn't lose your sugar daddy in the submarine explosion, why are you talking about it? Yeah. Someone did lose their dad and they went to the Blink 82 con- Blink 182 oh, concert. Yeah. Remember? And someone did lose their dad and they also died with him. <laughs> you guys have lost yourself, homie. Damn. Um, um, we're coming to the end now, but fucking, like I said, I got my first show next week. Is there any advice you can give me ooh. on my first oh, wait. show? Mentally, just fucking oh, yeah, mentally. Right, right. Um, and maybe this can like lead into it. Mentally, just like have your songs you go to before you go to drive into a show. Have your songs. Have your th- vi- like a video you watch. Have a have something you look at before. Have have like um, a thing you say to yourself in the mirror, like. You know, like, have something you do consistently. Like, I always fucking brush my eyebrows up, and I go, sup? <laughs> like, I always, like, you know, come on, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. I got to get myself oh, into, yeah. like, this swagger. Like, try and get yourself into, like, a thing where, like, no matter what is going on in your life, whether you are, like, at a mic, fuck it. I'm be emotional as fuck. At a show, fucking be professional. Right. And, like, have that emotion and use that emotion, but, like, don't be, like, go off the rails. Like, you know, like, no one to, like, no one to hone in. <laughs> like, just, like, hone in. Work on your craft. If you want to get good at this, fucking do it every day for more than four hours a day. More than four hours. Treat it like a job. Yeah. And, like, you will get to the level that you want to get to. And you'll see it with, like, the shows you book, how consistently they come in. Mm how much better in response you're getting at the shows and mm-hmm. shit. But hit the mics. The mics love love the grind. Yeah. Love the grind. Like oh, yeah. it's the grind is the best. Um and in terms of just like first show, I don't know, my hands clamped up and I was holding the mic like this for my first show. <laughs> and they no did shit. not unclamp. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It was like I have like when I get anxiety it's it forms in my arms. No and then way. it goes down to my hands and I have to like shake my fucking hands out or they'll like you know, stiffen up. And my first show is like, <laughs> no kidding. Dude. Yeah. Um. So just like, do the whole. Are you an improviser? I can do it. Well, you know, I've, like, I've never done like. You know, like improv. the old like countdown from seven or eight or whatever, um, or ten. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Like I see, I see Eliza Schlesinger. She she stretches, she stretches before her sets. Like mm. I saw her one time. Something physical. Yeah. Do something like go on a run. Like, you know, get yourself in your body. That day, mm. that day for sure. Cause you're always cause not in the mind, but the body. Yeah, cause don't be just funny with your words. Be funny. You gotta be funny. You know. That's good advice because I always get caught in my head. I always talk about it. How I'm always in my fucking head. Nah, like if, you'll mics. see me bomb at the fucking fourth mile mic, and yeah, I'll be like, yeah. eh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'll just you gotta like be in your body because if you're in your body and you're fucking genuinely funny, which if you're doing stand up, you should be genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Don't do stand up if, if you're, you're just. Not funny. You don't, don't do stand up if you're not funny. Don't do stand up if you're just trying to get funny on the. Don't don't do stand up if you're just trying to get famous on the internet. Don't. Yeah. yeah you know, like, yeah. if you really want to get good at it, you can. But just like be in your body and like you know, don't just stick to like. It's not just about what you say. It's about what you do and who you are on stage too. So just always fall back on those two things. If nothing else works out, that's why people will say, you got such great energy. You got such great energy. It's never you got such great writing to me, which sucks because I'm trying so hard to fucking work on that. And I've been working. I'm like, but what about my joke? (laughs) It sucks. But like I fall back on that shit to save my ass. And it ends up making me more likable to an audience anyways. So it's like just trust, trust your guns as in who you are in your body. 
I love it. That's yeah. great advice, dude. Well, yeah. we're coming to an end, Miranda. I appreciate you. Dude, doing this is this, fun. Dude. That was awesome, dude. I appreciate <laughs> Thanks for it. having me. Um, well, yeah, let's tell the people where they can find you. Uh, and cut that, cut that shit out. Cut that shit out of uh, all the bad shit. Cut, <laughs> cut all that bad shit out. <laughs> you can keep that in, but cut all that other bad yeah. shit out that I said. Yeah, cut all that really homophobic. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, cut all that stuff I said about milfs. Yeah. But if you're milf. <laughs> Um, yeah, Comic Wars on the 28th. Uh, Comic Wars the last Monday of every month. Um, it's on the 28th this month. We got Alexis Texas judging, Trevor Wallace, Kim Congdon, Frank Castillo, Nate Welch co-host with me. We got Dope Ass Battles. Um, go watch Tomorrow's Game on uh, fucking Voodoo or Amazon. Um, I'm going to Austin, so I'll see you there. Uh, fucking... You doing the comedy mothership out there? Mm-hmm. I've got a show there. i got a show there. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, shenanigans, check out shenanigans, Mike, and um, stay true to yourself, and fuck, fuck them hoes, and uh, don't ever get it twisted that I'm a good person, <laughs> and just know my tits are bigger than they look, okay? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Miranda. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank Bye. you, Jesse.